live streaming. <laughs> Take two on the Sportsnet YouTube channel. Listening on the Sportsnet 590, the fan. And wherever you're picking up your fine podcast, Nick Kiprios. And back from assignment, Justin Bourne. What's up, Kipper? How'd it go yesterday? I heard you fought with, uh, with Sammy. Not really. No? Maybe Sam felt that way. And I'm not sure if you've picked up this vibe in the last four months, five yep. months. Yep. The highs can't be too high. Yep. And the lows can't be too low. And have we had a better example of that than the last two games from the Toronto Maple Leafs? I don't know. Last night in and of itself had very high highs and very low lows. It was a very Maple Leafs experience last night. Hey, we're sports fans. It was entertaining. Oh, no, no. Don't give that narrative, please. It was a fun no, hockey match. No, it, it, no, <laughs> no, no. We're, we're, we're beyond that for Leaf fans. All right. We're into the we nitty-gritty. If we have now gone to, uh, hey, at the end of the day, it was entertaining, then we, we've lost a lot here. If that was you're the goal of this it, team, they've checked that. You're, you're in it to win it. Yeah. Okay. This, this year is about the Stanley Cup, so we're setting the, the bar high Thank for you. expectations. Thank low, you. Low event hockey game last night. Holy not smoke. A lot of, not a lot going on in that one. The old. Where, where do we begin? You know where we're going to begin, and I think this kind of sums it up. Because I was uh, traveling last night, but I did call. I, I did hear the call of, of Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph. And this was after Tavares scored to make it 6-6. So listen to them and, and their, how they kind of summed up the game that they were calling. Let's have a listen. All right. And it's 6-6. <laughs> <laughs> How's your night? Somebody's got to hit a three at the buzzer, don't they? <laughs> Is that Ralphie? A Raptor reference. <laughs> Ralphie's the man. Hey. He's so good with that That's kind of stuff. why he's on our show regularly. He's very six, good. Six, and they, they just start laughing. Well, it and that, was. That, it was, was. that was the game in a nutshell. Yes. Like, no rhyme, no reason, just... What the hell is going on here? It's a great John Boyce tweet about uh, playoff hockey being like, you know, why watch uh, or what was it? Why watch overtime playoff hockey when you can just do cocaine while riding a motorcycle out of a helicopter? <laughs> that was last night's game in a nutshell. So because my bar is so high, I somewhat have a reputation apparently uh, from everybody that watches or social media that I am uh, a negative Nelly hater. Bit I of a, a Debbie hater. Downer. I'm a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Because my bar is so high on what needs to happen to win a Stanley Cup. Yep. And do the people want to know? Sammy, or do they don't Sammy were know? there people under the impression that we fought yesterday? That we don't like each other? Yeah, we're, we're at odds. Yeah. <laughs> we're at odds. That we're at odds. Yeah, we're yeah. just at odds. Okay. We're... So you came in after the Tampa Bay game, uh, moonwalking, mm-hmm. and feeling like this is it. This was a message to the whole world that we're real and we are a force to be reckoned. Mm -hmm. 24 hours later, how do we feel, Sammy? Same way. Same way. Same way. Okay. Same way. Guns are blazing. I really do. I just... Doubling down. I am doubling down. They showed that they can score against uh, the Florida Panthers. That defense for the Panthers showed me absolutely nothing. Uh, if Eric Schalgren doesn't let in a goal that my beer league goalie doesn't let in, yes. uh, that game is completely different. That changed the entire game. Tired legs, second half of a back-to-back. They got a point off of off of them. They were only up, they're only up 5-1. I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't feel any differently. Feeling good. I do. I do feel good. I don't feel that much differently about them after last night, I and have to say. What your take, Kipper, now in the wake of that? How did you see it differently? Yeah, I see two teams that are going out real early in the first round last night. Really? Oh, yeah. The way they played. It's not good. (laughs) Just, just, and I'm only speaking of what I witnessed last night. That type of play, yeah. That type of play. That, to Jim Ralph's point, that uh, give me the ball in the last second. I will outchance you one more time, and I will find a way to to win 7-6 or 10-9 10-9 or uh-huh. however high you want to go. Right. That's just not the mentality that you need to go in to try to win every other night for two months. Yeah. And both those teams are in big trouble if they don't get 
to Sammy's point, some solid goaltending. Yeah, and that's Bobrovsky a big issue. And the fly uh, and the and the Panther fans could say the same thing that the Leafs don't jump up four one if if you know how to cover your short side, Bobrovsky. That's a bad goal. Yeah, no, it's um... so is it is it a one off or is this just the way these guys want to play? Well, it's the way they do play, whether that's the the goal for the two teams or not. These two teams spend less time in their own zone than all of the other 30 teams in the league. They're always in the offensive zone. So last night was pinball, right? Like it was scoring chance, scoring chance, scoring chance. There was no real prolonged zone time. It was just back and forth and up the up and down the ice. When you have two teams that play like that, it does feel really random at times. A bounce here, a jump there, they can both finish. Uh, it, it, like, you know, I, I, it was exciting, but there's no doubt to me that if you're in a playoff series against a team like that, you can't let them have chances. You have to be on the D side of pucks where they weren't last night. Why don't we start with what Sheldon had to say? Is that fair to, to go there next? Absolutely. Let's we just, get his thoughts on, uh, before what? we do that, can we just talk about that Mitch Marner shorthanded goal? Can we all just rave about that before we, before we do anything? He's just, he is, that goal just continues to go to a, another level. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm watching, um, and uh, both of them have been spectacular, but uh, there are times when I see Austin out there and especially on the, the game winning goal, the three on three, and he just looked spent. He just looked like he ran out of gas. Yeah. It was a two minute shift and all right? the time will do that to you. But I don't get that sense from Mitch Marner. I, I, I don't get the sense that like he, he is such a good skater and it, it, his skating doesn't dip. Mm-hmm. For me. The read that he made to not only intercept the pass, but then to get that pass, was it Uyghur? Boy, Uyghur, Uyghur. had a tough night. He, he, slowed, he slowed it down for him. He, he went to go try to play it, and he actually... Uh, Stick lift. Yeah. And then comes in in that backhand, forehand move, which he actually used earlier in his career, a very, sim- a very similar goal against James Reimer uh, when he scored a backhand, forehand goal against him. So and, I loved it. I loved on, it. On yeah. these nights when he's getting two and three points... It's almost as if you can envision him getting five or six points. If yeah. if sometimes guys Both would guys finish. guys last night, you know, I think Matthews had four chances on one shift last yeah, night. right after they went ahead 6-5. And that's, so that last night put him, uh, tied him with Matthews for the longest multi-point streak in a season. Yeah. So he now has seven straight games with multiple points. He, Marner just looks faster and stronger. stronger. Yes. Then he, uh, he more confident than he has in his career. He's, like he's there, just, there's just no lull in him. Yeah, there's just no. Um, it's 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 the energy is your bunny. That line every shift the other team is just on their heels. And <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to the guy, but Michael Bunding's like, and I'm here too, <laughs> and I helped, and he hasn't <laughs> shot it in. The one thing no, that, I don't mean to take a shot. Part of that entertainment value that uh, JB you were speaking of earlier also comes from the fact that. Uh, you look over on the other side, Barkov, Huberto, oh. uh, Sam Reinhart. I mean, you these just... these guys. Yeah. Highest scoring uh, um, uh, assist ever. For Huberto for, for a left for winger. For a left winger. And the Panthers are the highest scoring team in a regular season in 25 years. And the Leafs are second or in the top four or something like that. Like, these guys are Every good. time. <laughs> Any possession felt like it was about to be a goal last night. Anyway. All right, let's get Sheldon Keefe because we've got uh, a few Kipper Clippers uh, to get to. But the first one is just his general thoughts. You know, we we go from being on a breakaway and a chance to make it 6-1 and don't score there and then follow that up with a too many men on the ice penalty right after. So that sort of starts the snowball. But, you know, inside of that we had... Some pretty terrible penalty killing, um, you know. But just, I'm I'm not going to focus on on all that kind of stuff. I'm going to focus on the fact that we we played another good hockey game today. Uh, we were bad in 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 moments with the penalties. You know, you can't take can't take a two man on the ice penalty. You can't uh, can't give up a shorthanded goal on a clear shot from the blue line. You know, you can't. To have your fourth line take a penalty, you know, in the third period, you can't chase the puck on the penalty kill. Like all these kind of things, we can't do those in those moments. Maybe those are a sign of the fatigue factor coming in today. I don't know because we obviously last night we didn't do any of those types of things. Um, so I'm going to watch those kind of things. 
you know, last night, uh, TJ Brody had a breakaway out of the penalty box to make it 6-1, if I'm not... Do you remember Matt Fratton had the breakaway to make it 5-1? Oh, no, no, I forgot. <laughs> Against Boston 2013. Adam back in, top corner, puck rolled on him. Anyways, right, but, but Brody had that moment last night. He doesn't score on that one. Um, and then things things just turned. Do you think it's just the Leafs got settled in, thought it was in the bag, or well, what? Well, just to play off of Sheldon a little bit... Um, and I, I don't know if it goes back to the his comment that uh, you know soft and purposeless, but there, there's a narrative there that he just he he, he won't put them on the hook. Mm-hmm. And I I would have I would have preferred his tone being the exact same way with just talking about the things that you can't do and just leave it at that. Yeah. But just to 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 to, to find positives after that particular game, I think was a mistake. I don't know. Don't you, wouldn't you think he's as a player? He's been very positive. He's been very positive yeah. for a very long time. Okay. He doesn't have to do it every night. I think that's, that last night should have been disappointing to him. Not angry or, mm. or bitter. And you can talk still about um, maybe back-to-back, maybe a little fatigue. But those aren't the reasons why we saw them make the mistakes they've still got some some poor decisions that they've made some poor habits yeah and it does creep up on them and the and the 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 blowing of the leads that's not a fatigue thing that's that's something that is in their dna right now that they haven't squashed it is a mental hurdle that they're gonna have to and that that's why i would have been disappointed after the game not just that they didn't get the win in ot to say hey we can handle their best punch and continue to to rise up and be the best version of ourselves." but don't you think you'd be sitting in that dressing room if keith came out and just said this sucked this sucked, this sucked go god back to back against tampa to tampa and florida just handed it to boston we handled these guys we beat carolina you know like we're really going to take it in the media from coach like what are the expectations here well and three out of four points against Tampa and Florida. Right. And, and I get that. So and would there be frustration if your coach goes in there, out there and says... I don't know. What's, yeah. what did Spezza was short and sweet in his comments. And it was just clearly that's unacceptable. It's no good. Yeah. And I I, I think if everybody was on the same page that uh, here we are, we just made a huge statement against Tampa Bay and we've got a chance to put make another huge statement. Mm-hmm. How do you let how do you let 30 minutes get away from you when just think about the narrative if Sammy was moonwalking yesterday into the studio after Tampa Bay yeah. if they were able to put Florida away last night with another similar kind of finish of 6-2 like how does does Sammy come in with a on a hot air balloon you know <laughs> it does seem tough for them to flip the switch to go from all right it's 4-1, we don't need it to be 5-1. It's 5-1, we don't need it to be 6-1. It does seem hard to toggle that switch. I loved the fact that they did that against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. That they were, if I'm not mistaken, up 4-2. And they just shut the door. And they did it in a manner where they weren't pressing, they weren't forcing it, they weren't trying to run up their score or or pad pad their stats Mm -hmm. you know there wasn't a a lot of signs of cookie monsters against tampa bay but then but but he's right about the the goal that goes in the third one to make it five three the gouda shorty slapper from the point horrible that's that's the worst goal horrible i mean the leafs a goalie has given up this this year that's the worst one for me but does that make you now feel like you got to run and gun and one up every shift yes well no well yes no well here's the thing no Here's the thing. Go ahead. It's exactly the type of thing that when the Leafs get this seed of doubt in their mind and the fan base, you go, oh, sh-. you know, like, here we go. It was the Leafs giving up the OT goal in game five when you go, crap, now we're going back to Montreal. And you can start to, like, catastrophize a way that you're going to blow it because they have blown it. Yeah. And so it's in their head. All of a sudden, it's 5-3. You're in Florida. It's only a two-goal game. They score. Like, that's a huge goal. I so agree with Sammy we're, on that. we're back to... Um Demons. We're back to the demons. But don't you? Right? Don't, yes. Don't they're you, real. Don't you think subcon? Well, Paul McLean's demons. I just hit the wrong button there. Can you guys still hear me? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but don't you think men- in your mentality, if you're playing on the Leafs and you see the chances that the that they're getting in general, Shulgren made some good saves earlier in the game. But when that one goes in, don't you think, God, we need eight tonight? 
God, we that's need, the problem. We need seven tonight. You, don't, you can't be put you, that. Yes, but the, but I do that, think but it like happens. If, but if you're on the Leafs and you're Austin Matthews, like I can have to score a Hattie in the third period if, for us to have a that, chance to win. If if that's the narrative and it's coming as well from the coaching staff, they're in big troubles. Big troubles. I don't think it is coming from the coaching staff yeah. in game, but you're right that you know it's because it comes at a at an incredible price. Yeah. And we do know it it will tighten up. It will be even more physical. Mid, middle lanes disappear. More board work, more 50-50 pucks that you right. got to come up with. And that's that's more playoff hockey. But which do you means not feel they're, they're they're not 7-6 scores. Well, I mean, until they are, until it's Tampa and Florida and 6-5 and OT or whatever. So this is what I wrote about today. The idea, because I knew we'd be talking about this. Can you win playing like that, air quotes, in the postseason? And I know that you don't think that's the case. Correct. That the way they played last night or the way they played in, in maybe Tampa Bay. And Florida. Is enough to win in the postseason. And my only case has been that we have this idea of what playoff hockey's success is. And teams play defensive and they play physical, right? If you go back and look at teams who've won in the in the playoffs, you can certainly find cases where that's true. The Kings in 2012 gave up like no goals against big physical teams. But you go back to the last five years, the Penguins in 2017, no decor. You know they they were 17th in yeah. goals against that year. The Capitals the next year, 16th in goals against. You know yeah. they gave up a ton offensively. The yeah. Blues were comparable the next year. Like it, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. teams have won Stanley Cups. Yes, the way. The Toronto Maple Leafs no, do play. No, you're wrong. Okay, so no. what's the... What? Well, I look at Pittsburgh's D, and I don't remember a whole heck of a lot of big names there. Hainsey and Dumoulin. Dumoulin and Olimata. They were ben hard, they were hard to team? play against. But you can't tell me these and Leafs don't physical. have guys that are those guys. You, know, you can't did Giordano you see Hall in front of the net? Did you see Hall in front of the net? I don't think Justin Hall is that, but I think if you, I don't think Olimata is that either. You know, like you, you can have a guy or two Oli like Mata, Justin Hall. They're not tough. In front of the net, no. Labushkin, neither John I, Carlson. I, I thought I thought Labushkin was one of those guys that gave them a different look. He wouldn't have been the first guy I would have scratched last night. No, he wouldn't have. That it is nice that they had that option. It's an interesting choice. And so for you, is it Hall or Lilligren you'd pull? Yes, out? one of the two. A hundred percent. Probably Hall. I would have given Hall the benefit of the doubt after two and a half, three weeks. Yeah, they they clearly have an idea that they want to get Hull and Muzzin ready. Mm-hmm. That last night proved it. I would have taken Lilligren out of the lineup. Yeah, and, and not as a knock on him and just say, hey, T- Timothy. By strength. He, yeah, here is the seventh guy, seven guys we want to put in. You know, who do you want us to take out for you? I just see a, a an easier decor to get to the front of the net. And I... You know, we, I remember a, a no-name defense in Pittsburgh just being a lot harder. I do wonder. To get there. We haven't seen Muzzin back and healthy with this D because Giordano is a little bit more of that. Not not yeah heavy, but harder. Yeah, he had a bit of a tough night too. Yeah, I mean not not necessarily gold, but uh, you know it. They're a fast team. They're a quick team. Did, yeah. Did you see his the penalty that he took? I, I, like, I will say last night was the first night I noticed him where I was like, that speed is a lot for yes. him. He's, he's maxed out. He's, but, the engine's revving. Can I ask you, Kipper, when you, look yeah. at the, when you look at the Panthers, you probably have to feel the same way about their decor as you do about the Leafs. A hundred percent. And what did we say before the end of the show? Yeah. The 10-7. Yeah. Like this is, everybody said it, wide open hockey. And they did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. Uh the consistency was there. They're going to give up their chances. They're going to try to outscore mistakes. And and didn't we see that with 13 goals? And there was wide open lanes to the net for the Panthers off for the Leafs off the rush. There's just so much offense in that in that game. We should get to these the the Keith clips. Do you want what he's liked about his team or their good stretch of hockey? Do, let's do the good stretch of hockey because it's okay. the, more relevant you're, here. You're going to like it. All right, good stretch of hockey. This last little stretch we've been on here, we played Florida at home, we played Boston on the road, we played Tampa last night, played Florida here. To me, I was looking to come out of these, come out of this little segment of the schedule with a sense of where we're at as a team, whether we can compete with the very best in our division. And uh, I think the answer is unequivocally yes. So that's all I'm going to take out of this. He's not wrong. And just take a look, I think, since mid-February. So Pittsburgh... 
they kept them to what one goal Minnesota one goal Carolina two Florida two at home mm-hmm. Boston okay uh late I think yeah right and then Tampa Bay two so there are signs yeah it's not all bad here they 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 can if they really f- focused and put their they mind can, to it and they will <laughs> <laughs> no they they can and they should yes yeah <sighs> Hey, you know, how do you find that version of the game? And this is why I said I do believe that there is something to do with these demons. You know, Sam, you were saying before the show there's a Sportsnet stat, I think. Would you oh, like me to read it? Yes, please. I may have it in front of me. All right. That the Leafs blow, uh, they blow their seventh game while holding a 4-1 lead since Game 7 of the 2013 playoffs. Uh, no other teams have four such losses. So... so more than double the next highest 4-1 blown leads. So I don't know. It just feels like it's in their kitchen. I how do, how do you compare one to the other? Just going back different teams, you mean? Yeah, different. Yeah. Do you know how you compare them? Their jerseys, laundry, <laughs> <laughs> laundry. They're all wearing They're the still same wearing laundry. blue and white. Mike. All right, you got a <laughs> got to call a priest in or what? Well, maybe something to that effect. I don't know. You know, watching that hockey game last night, I didn't get the feeling like the Leafs couldn't beat this team in seven games. But part of that is because... Oh, I think they can beat them for sure. Florida's as flawed as the Leafs. Exactly. If we're doing a Panther show today, we're going, I don't trust the goaltending. Where's the defense? I don't know. I do see a a more physical team, though. That that, that would be a concern for me. Can the Leafs win in six or seven? Absolutely. Will they need a few ice packs? Yeah. Yeah. Gudis... I, I wouldn't last against a guy like Gudis. I would. Why is he so I angry? Would at, I would at, cer- at a certain point um, say, yeah, this is worth a two-game suspension. To Gudis. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Know, you know why I wouldn't? Because I'd be worried how many he'd take on me the next time we played. Wow. <laughs> Gudis is hard to play against. Ah, he's just every game. Like, why, How's he angry Him and Tavares night? are just going at it. At both, the last two games they've played, they were yeah. battling in Toronto last night. He yeah. stood them up. I is huge. Like, he's a tank, but I think he's only six feet tall or something, isn't he? I, don't yeah, I mean, you got is, some emotion out of Johnny. Is that, is that what, you know, if, if they play in the first round, I mean, is that, as a teammate of John Tavares, I, I don't want him worrying about Gudis or having to battle this guy every night. I mean, uh, I want to get that fly off. I think you're going to have to worry about it because he's the type of guy that, like like Borny said, it's always angry night. and just keeps coming. He never stops. I just, I envy people who can be competitive. Like It's like Kipper getting up for this show every day. Just brings that edge every day. It must be exhausting <laughs> <laughs> to bring it every day. Okay. Oh, well, if I'm it. bringing it every day, then uh, I'm not sure Shalgren's going to like my comments oh. in the next little while. Oof. But everything that he's gained up until going into that game has been lost. Blown away. Gone. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I don't know what the hell I just witnessed with, are you hurt? Are you not hurt? You're hurt. You're in the room. You're on the bench. You're healthy again. That means you're good enough. You're, you're cleared. You pulled yourself Sheldon Keefe pulled you. Like, what the hell did I just watch? I know. I, I, I'll give you know. I'll give credit where it's due. Uh, you know, at the intermission, they mentioned you know the. It does seem a weird coincidence that when someone is hurt, a goaltender uh, pulls themselves. It's after a bad game or a bad period. I know we're supposed to be like, well, you know, you got to look out for yourself and your health and all that. But it did feel like his performance played into his decision to go to the bench. Well, that was rubber stamped when he was on the bench <laughs> okay fair enough okay it's not a health issue yeah so i, I that was really strange to me like just and, sorry just that you're putting in campbell that it has had his struggles on his own just played the night before you're really trying to work this guy's confidence back into as the backup we're trying to rest the starter we don't care if you give up no, 10 tonight was, we just hey, need you to stay in there so you know that that's not on uh shelgren then that that's that's on Sheldon Keefe. He made a mistake. You should have left him in? 100%. Really? 100%. I don't care. If you're good enough to sit on this bench, you're good enough to go back in. I'm not putting mm. Jack Campbell back in there. Jack's feeling good. He's off of a, a big win. Yeah. Why? 
why put Jack Campbell? He should have lost the game knowing Shalgren is mentally not there. And at least part of that would be for the Leafs. You could sit here and go, well, if we have Campbell in that game, it's different. And, and the mystery, think about this, okay? The mystery of if you have to play Florida again in the playoffs. I would have I protected Campbell. I would have protected him to the point where, you know, you, you don't get to see our number one starter, maybe till the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We, they got another game. I, I, so you lose the game. Lose the game with Shelgren. I wonder Shelgren. if he had to take, take him out, though. If Shelgren the... was like, I got a head injury, and Keith's like, well, all right, then. No, no, you know, no, like... no, 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 no. If, if that's the case, he's, you know, the Leafs. You're out. You're out. Yeah. You're not. You're, there's not a chance you're going back on the bench. Why don't we listen to Sheldon? Because he had a good quote that relates to this, and we'll carry on. I just ultimately made the decision, even though, you know, it, was, it turned out that Shelgren was, was going to be okay. Um, I had made a decision at that point based on what was happening in the game. You know, I uh, might have made a goalie change even before that if it not weren't for the fact that it was back-to-back for Jack. But then by this point, he's already in the net. He's already kind of put himself into the game. So I figured we'd give Jack, you know, an opportunity to, to finish the game out. But it's, it's a tough spot for Jack here, obviously, being back-to-back and, and all that. So, but that save was unbelievable and gave our group confidence. Yeah, I I would have I, I rather lost with Shelgren and, and turned around to everybody and say, hey, listen, um, it's been a nice ride up until now. Clearly, this kid's over his head right now, and we got to do what we can to protect him. But after witnessing what I witnessed, that guy is not ready to be a backup in a Stanley Cup playoffs. He he needs has he been got sent to no the no choice. He, he needs to be at the Marlies like five minutes ago. Got no choice. Okay, Michael Hutchinson's the other guy that that's going to play for you. Yes, that's your guy now. Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Boy. I know, but I, listen, I don't even He's disagree with Kipper here. And it's hard to. And it's hard to because I can't count on this guy. I think it's fair. I do think that's fair because you saw what happened last night. He hasn't been very good. He was pretty good in this first period, but it, it was going south. That goal goes in, changes the game. He does what he does. Michael Hutchinson's played in the NHL at least. I guess that's your only thing you, know, you got. The more uh, is to, to take the most compassionate angle I can. He gets hit in the head. He feels a little flustered. He wants to go to the bench, take a moment, and then his coach doesn't want to put him back in. That's the best case scenario. The coach said, well, Campbell's already in yeah. there now. You know, catches the first shot. And that's fine. Then Shogren's got to say, uh, I wanted to go back in, but my yeah. coach said it was best for me to stay out. I have to listen to my coach. Yeah. But that is not what was said. No, I don't think so either. So now you've ex- kind of exposed Jack to the Florida a little bit as well. I mean, he made some great saves, and he's always capable of making some great saves. Yeah. But it's still a bad feeling for Jack to come in like that and and, and even say to himself, I, I, I couldn't hold him. Well, you. And, and you know what? I, I didn't like Campbell's game, and I'm in the minority here. I've, I'm on Twitter. I, I have Leafs fan friends. I, I I didn't like it, though. Like, I thought the sixth goal, the Barkov goal. Yes. He's, he's he got to get out of the way of the puck, essentially. Like, if he just laid on the ice, it hits him. I felt like he was busy and swimming. The OT winner, never going to blame a guy for a two-on-one cross-crease pass. But, you know, he's over there. If he's just over and square, I thought he's on his stomach pretty quick. And I know he's expecting a high shot there, but it's a gettable shot. I, I just thought a few of them, he, he wasn't awesome is all. And I, and I agree with you that it doesn't it, it put him in a bad spot. Now you feel like, oh boy, how about, is he, how about Wall? Is he still out with his shoulder injury? I think he's still hurt. Yeah, he's still hurt. You know, but maybe he'll get some some games, and he could be a possibility. It's, it's just it's Jack or nothing. Yeah, you, you can't think that way though. You got to think that Jack's still, unfortunately, uh, a groin pull away from leaving you. Where you have to cover yourself, and right now. Do you think that Shulgren's more talented than Michael Hutchinson? Yes. But am I fearful that Hutchinson's going to disappear on me at any second? They got to really find out what happened yeah. with him. There was a close-up of him on the bench, and I don't know whether uh, he looked, I, I, in my opinion, he looked in a little discomfort. I don't know if it was his breathing or just his overall body language, but there was something not right with him when they when the, when the well, camera then, 
pan to him. But it could have been, it could have been the anxiety of the of the moment. Yeah. Maybe the 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 feeling of I'm not ready for this. Right. It's it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. I've had teammates feel that way. I've watched it. I've lived it. Yeah. It does happen. He is human, and for it's sure. okay. Yeah. It's all right. But as People of authority like a, a Kyle Dubas and a, a Sheldon Keefe, you want to put your athletes in a position of success, not, yeah. you know, don't leave them hanging. It was a bad outcome just because, you know, I when I think of the hardest things I've been through in my life, I tend to call upon them in my tough, you know, when the tougher moments come later, you would have liked for him to grip through it, you know, have a, even if it doesn't go perfect and just go, you know, I, I hung in there in that Florida game when I was feeling off. Yeah, you know, now the questions are certainly there, and that's it's not somewhere we think want to about be. it. They're a top team. They're one of the highest. They're the highest scoring team in the league with, you know, the Leafs. Yeah, like you're in Florida. You're in their I, barn back you, to back. I, that's your night. moment. No that's the one that night. you've lived for your whole life. Yeah, that's what you've worked for your whole life to get in those moments, right? right. You, if you got pulled for whatever reason, you should have been screaming. I want back in. Yeah. The, the game's up for grabs. I want to be the guy that makes the difference. Yeah. But that's not the sense you got. But anyways, let's we'll, we'll move off of that. And we got one we, more Kippers Clipper. We, we assume that uh, you know Jack's getting ready for for Dallas, yeah. another team that's uh, searching for lifelines to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. My concern now for this group is I think they've really had this section of the schedule like highlighted. Mm. You know, it's been, again, Carolina, Boston, Florida, Tampa Bay, Florida uh, in there. And and I I worry that the next seven games, I think there's one playoff team, sorry, two playoff teams on the docket for them. I worry about them looking, you know, kind of the letdown that would come now. Well, this team never takes his foot off the gas when given an opportunity. Why <laughs> yeah. would you worry about that? All right, At well, home. let's let's go to Sheldon for a big picture look, right? Is yeah. that what we got and next? what he's liked about the team, yeah. Uh, just <clears throat> confident, um, committed, uh, and resilient. And, and I'll use resilient because that showed up again tonight. You know, it's our power, pl- our power play wasn't good in that third period uh, in the second half of the game. And then it's a critical moment there where our guys have to gather themselves, go out, we got another chance on the power play and a chance to tie the game. And they execute and get it done for us. I thought that, uh, to me, again, is another terrific thing, that in that moment our guys needed to push back. Um, Our best people needed to execute at a critical time, and they did. That gets us to overtime, gets us a a very important point, you know, um, to me. Like I've said it a hundred times, that to me the game's a tie, and then the overtime's a crap shoot. I mean, John misses his breakaway, and then they score on their two-on-one. That's the way it goes. But the resilient piece today, like, obviously we hate how we give up the lead and all of those kind of things, and there's lots to take away from that. But we did a ton of really good things here today on a back-to-back against the top team, you know, in our conference. So um, feeling really good about where we're at as a team. See, I... He's 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 on the program. The, we'll just keep coming at you, and we'll mm. find a way to score just one more goal than you. And mm-hmm. he's right with the resilient part, and he's right with the confident right, part. Right, it was six five Florida in Florida hey. on the back tail end of a back to back, and you tie it up. They don't look traditionally like a team that just blew a five one lead, right? Because then there the, was no hanging. There's heads no hanging. Or, there's yeah. no woe is me. There's no body language sulking. There's no lip dragging. There's just, hey, we'll score. And well, Tavares it, did. Yeah. I mean, it was a good goal. It, it spoke and to Nylander's everything. And Nylander's winning pucks last it, few games. It spoke to everything that Sheldon's talking about. But I still don't know if that attitude's yeah. part of the problem or part of the solution. Yeah. Because, like I said, it you can't keep going to the well like that. It just doesn't work that way. No, it, it doesn't. And you're right. I I you just feel like that a team like Florida, you're going to play a team like Florida offensively, whether it's Florida or not. And you do feel like you need to get on the right side of every pile. Cause if you start to do that trade chances thing, you're going to give up just so much offense and it is terrifying, but I, I'm with them that I like the idea that they hung in there and they try to go get the next one. You know, as I said, Nylander winning pucks, getting in piles and stuff. It, 
it's there. There, there is a lot of good there if you can just tweak that little bit, tweak that defensive side of things a little bit for him. One more uh, before we go to break here, and I've spoken highly of Clifford, uh, yeah. the fourth line, but. Maybe I could forgive you a little bit for a horrible penalty, I think, two weeks ago in Nashville. Mm -hmm. But you cannot, as a fourth-line player, take a neutral zone slashing penalty. No kidding. And that, to me, is a sign of... Can can I trust you Mm -hmm. in in tight scenarios? That, That just can't happen. Well, how about the bench miners? Now, the, the two, that too many men penalty for the Leafs, so there's the fourth line taking them. That's their 13th bench minor, the most in the NHL. Now, did you guys get a good look? Uh, uh, the TV didn't do it justice. No, they just announced not. it as a too many men. But I like to, like the first thing I always did when I covered the games was find me a shot of what happened. I, mm. I, need, a, I need to find out who's accountable here. Right. So you mentioned it earlier in the show. Brody comes out of the box. And heads for uh, a breakaway. Yeah. Unbelievable backhand sauce by Mitch. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, my God. So keep in mind now that there are three defensemen on the ice. Right. So that's, that's the confusion. Complicated change because some forward has to take a D. So in the opposite zone, uh, in, in your own zone, I believe it was Morgan and Justin Hall. So they're coming off for the two P. They should the be the same up. D change, right? They shouldn't be any different. That's right. And then what I saw up front from, from my recollection was Tavares, Marner, Matthews, and Tavares. Sorry, all, all three Tavares, Marner, and Matthews coming on? They, they were on the ice. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So I think it was Austin that got caught. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? Before our show tomorrow, I'll go through every bench minor and blame someone. <laughs> I'll find, see if there's a, a culprit. You, you cannot fix this until you point a finger at somebody. Right. And the answer might be the coach. It's just happening too often here. Right. I agree. And no, it's, it, you know, last year their power play dried up and, they're like, and everyone's like, ah, they're so talented, it'll, it'll get sorted out when it matters. Didn't get sorted out. And we always talk about... This is the same thing. I think about the NFL and I think about teams with bad special teams that it's like it seems like it's a minor thing. For example, like special teams or, you know, they're some, some minor less thing that you think isn't that important Yeah, always rears its head right. at the most important time. Right. So you get a like a uh, muff punt or something bad happens in the playoffs. I can picture it now. A too many men with three minutes left in the th- in the third period against Boston, and it goes on the power play. They score these mistakes. These things they always rear their head at the worst time. It's it's just Murphy's law. It happens. Well, and you know, I just thinking of Leafs history. If you want to play that game, you can say. You know, whether it's the Galchenyuk OT turnover, Jake Gardner weak defensively in game seven or, you know, Derm- those things do come back at the worst time. So hopefully that they have some chit chats about that. Oh, they're chit chatting about it. Yeah. Good news still, though. You mentioned Nylander picking up his game. Uh, Engvall, Mikheyev still finding ways for odd man rushes. And man. it's, it's Just, a good sign. They, they're great. I mean, they're, they're, you feel like you can count on them now. Right? Like, you, when you go into a game, you trust that you're going to get a look or two from Engvall or Mikheyev, which is wild to think going into the season that that's become such a strength of the team. I know. Engvall's flying. He Just, is flying. He drew a big penalty last night that they scored the tying goal on the power play. He went flying into the zone, got tripped. But, man, he can just... He's going the right direction. One thing that, before we go to break, uh, TJ Brody's struggled for a while for me here. Three, four, five, six games, even during this good stretch, they rely on him so heavily to, like, shore up whatever pair he's on. There's a lot more mistakes. Is it the first one where he turned it over, then he's chasing the play, going back his own way? You know, it's just more moments where I'm like, ah, you know, Brody had a tough one tonight. Uh, that's something they need him to be good to to make if he's going to play first pair of minutes. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, making his uh, real Kipper and Bourne debut, David Amber. DA, have we completely run out of guests? <laughs> 
That's not very nice. But yes, my man, DA. Not a chance, man. We, we've been hunting this guy down for, what, four months now? He's and busy. He's, been, he's important. He's been ducking us. He has been. But we got him after the break. David Amber. All right. You're listening and watching Real Kipper and Born. Show number... I don't know. What show number? <laughs> 127. Hey. Let's go. The code word for today's episode to text 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Islanders tickets on April 17th is Dobson. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, as promised, as advertised, a rising star at Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, just go read the McGill Alumni News. David Amber. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what the hell kind of intro is that? <laughs> I don't know. Four-time four Gemini Award winner? <laughs> yeah, Zero-time zero Gemini Award winner. How's that? I listen, long-time listener, uh, first-time guest. So uh, it's good to be on the show with you guys. All right. First of all, we've asked for you about a thousand times. And a thousand times, this is the one that got me, um, the, the hair salon appointment. You know, <laughs> we knew that was a lie. We knew that was a lie for sure. Uh, no, the only one that was maybe not convincing. I, I said I had shampoo in my eyes once, and I, I had to. I pulled a shawl grin. I just, I just walked away from my responsibilities. So, oh, can I ask you? Um, you know, we haven't haven't worked for you with the last year and a half, two years. Are you yeah. still as emotional as <laughs> as Sammy McKee, our producer here? Um, uh, watching this Leaf Hockey Club, I uh, I consider Sammy the voice of reason on the show. Um, <laughs> he speaks directly into my soul. I, I mean, <laughs> Justin, Justin and I, uh, you know, we work together on some Tuesdays and some Leaf games, and and it's not. I'm 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 a reasonable person. I'm somewhere between insane and Steve Dangle. I'm somewhere in that. Uh, I, I emotional, I guess I, I get into it. I get emotionally involved a little bit, but not, not crazy. I think I have reasonable takes. And, okay. and the best part is though, it, it's for all Canadian teams. The passion extends beyond the Leafs, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we, we do focus on the Leafs here. So what do you make of the madness of, of last night's hockey game glass half full or empty? Well, listen, Kipper, I'll say, and I know your guy's job is to dissect and analyze every last thing. I'm just purely speaking as a hockey fan. It's so fun to watch this open craziness. Like it just is fun. So I would love to have a playoff series with Florida and Toronto. So I'll preface my answer by just saying that, because I just think it would be explosive and unpredictable and wild and fun. And, and I think a lot of hockey fans would eat that up. I, I look at it two ways. Uh, one, it showed once again, you know, the Leafs, certainly have this big flaw that sometimes we forget about, right? Like over the last couple of months, and even during this winning streak, they've scored goals at will, right? They'd scored, they'd won five games in a row scoring what six goals every game or whatever the case may be on average of six goals a game, um, which is great. And it's a fun brand of hockey, but it's really about defending and that, you know, and I heard you guys, you know, a lot of the first segment you had and about the, the lack of tough physical play in front of the net and too many scoring chances. I mean, what were five or six of the Florida goals scored within what, two, three feet of, of the Toronto goal. So yeah, I mean, it, it really showcased that there's issues there, uh, which is the, the glass, you know, half full part, the glass, you know, full part is, you know, they're coming off the back to back. They're playing two of the best teams in the league. Uh, they're able to score at will against both Tampa and Florida, and their star players have been exceptional. I mean, look at the run, you know, Matthews is on, and look at the run Marner's on, and it's been 
in, you know, we haven't seen a run this hot, Kipper, since you were at the craps table in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if you remember that, Nick. You rolled for like 55 minutes or 55 something. minutes. Come on. I had How much guys. money do you make? <laughs> you can't tell us or what? Uh, enough not, to, not enough. Enough to buy <laughs> David a soda. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But, um, so there is some good things. Listen, it's not perfect. It's still a work in progress. But one thing I'll say, guys, if there's a difference between, in my eyes, if there's a difference between this Leaf team and some of the previous iterations, it's this. When I look at their, their big four on D it, of, you know, Brody, Giordano, um, Muzzin, and Riley, I think it's a pretty formidable group. And I, I know you got to play with six defensemen, not four. And the Leafs now have, I guess, eight defensemen to choose from. I just think it's a little bit better. Uh, than some of the, you know, they're not as offensively, you know, heavy, right? We used to be Tyson Berry. It used to be Jake Gardner. I feel like there is the ability to lock things down when push comes to shove. Uh, and you still have some of that offensive ability, obviously, with Riley. So I do feel a little bit better about the Leafs blue line in general heading towards the postseason. So you feel better about the blue or sorry, the blue line, but how do you feel about the goaltending situation now? Jack Campbell gets back in finally. Shalgren, you mentioned, had a curious departure from the last game. Uh, do you think this can hold up? You know what, uh, JB? That's a great question, and and that's and that's the concern, right? Because now we're on to like, hey, Michael Hutchinson on line one, right? right? Walls yeah. hurt, Mrazek's hurt, uh, Shalgren. We're not sure what his status is, and Campbell is just getting back from an injury, and you know, psychologically, is what you always have to worry about with Jack Campbell. Is he feeling good about himself? He was feeling great after the Tampa game. I'm sure he's feeling great as he wakes up today on his way to Dallas. So, you know, there are some massive concerns there, and when you go through. Um, you know, the goaltending situation in, in Toronto, it's as questionable as there's going to be. You know, like you look at the other seven teams in the Eastern Conference who are going into the playoffs, and maybe aside from Washington, you know, everyone else at least has a pretty good understanding of, of what they have in net, and the, the Leafs don't have that right now. The, the best case scenario is that Campbell can get his footing over the next two weeks, three weeks as we head into the postseason, and he feels comfortable and confident and good, and he's physically you know, rested and, and able and healthy and it's fingers crossed that you get to Jack Campbell, you know, from the first three months and, and away you go. Part of your job as a broadcaster, uh, David, is to pick up the energy and the passion uh, when it comes to star players. Uh, we know that because you're taking full credit for starting the, uh, uh, the reality check of Ovechkin chasing Wayne Gretzky's goal <laughs> uh, title. And when was that, by the way, 2000 and, Oh, God. Nine? Well, I, I don't know. All I know is, I mean, you guys have been in show meetings with Nick, so we're just sitting around. Like, we're, and I'm like, you know, I really think Ovechkin's going to beat Gretzky. And without, like, second hesitation, Nick just basically, shot, you know. Buried him. Yeah, shut me up, set me into the corner. You're an idiot. You're the game. What's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, God. So, I don't I said it. I'm I, giving I you full credit right now. Well, well, he's still, you know, he's got some work to do. But you know what? I... I think he's got some momentum and listen, no one could have predicted and granted he slowed down the last few weeks, but no one could have predicted, you know, at age 36, he still would be amongst the, the league leaders and goals. And I didn't predict that. But the, the biggest premise to me thinking that Ovechkin would pass Gretzky guys was that, well, a few things. One is I think he wants to, and I think he has, you know, if he has the passion to do that, he doesn't mind if he has to pull a Yager, I don't think, and play to 42, 43 to do it. And then he's got his running mate with him in Nick Backstrom. Um, right. And, all the best goal scorers in the world, you know, that they have their sidekick. You know, Hull had Oates and Gretzky and Curry and, and, and obviously we're seeing even Marner with, with Matthews. You have that sort of guy who you have that chemistry with and he's Backstrom. So I just sort of felt like as long as that duo's together and Ovi has that shot, he doesn't have to skate end to end the way, you know, McDavid does that he's got a legitimate shot. So I still think he's got some work to do. But, you know, I think now if you'd ask, the average hockey person, you know, it's probably at least 50-50 who thinks he's going to do it now. And it was just the durability part that I had. I was with you, Kipper, uh, 100%. I just, this guy does not get hurt. And if he does, it's not, it's not for any great length of time throughout no. his career. It is just phenomenal to watch a guy get older, still hold his pace of play, and, and find a way to be in the lineup every night. It's nuts. I mean, he's a freak, right? He's that unicorn that Brian Burke speaks of. You know, you know, he's not one of those guys who 
shies away from physical play. I mean, there was a time when he was averaging, I think, 200 and something hits a year, too. He was among hit leaders and goal leaders. And you're right. He's had more games missed due to suspension than he has due to injury in his career. So, you know, whether that will hold up, I don't know. But he's proven he's certainly, you know, he's a freak of nature. And at this point, there's no reason to think he won't do it. Having said that, you know, I'm a basketball fan, too. And for anyone who's following LeBron James, you know, LeBron James was this freak of nature and this physical specimen and everything else, everything else. Well, he's had a bunch of injuries. Here he is, LeBron, I think, is a year older than OV. I think he's 37 or around the same age. And, uh, yeah, maybe 37. And, and he's, you know, he's now looking like his age. So things happen quickly, right? So there's no guarantee here, but I, I'd like to see Ovechkin keep pushing towards it because I think it's a pretty cool storyline. Okay, so I, I want it. Make it an official notice right now on the Real Kipper and Bourne show. David Amber is announcing now that he thinks Austin Matthews will be able to break <laughs> a potential record of Ovechkin or Gretzky because Austin, I think, is on a better pace than Ovi's pace to start their careers. Is that true? I, I, I don't know. I think goals per game, it may be if true. If it isn't, it sounds really good. It sounds good. awesome. <laughs> but, it, yeah. And, and, yes, it is true. <laughs> wow. I mean, he's amazing. Austin Matthews, I mean, that's the one thing. And I know there's a lot of hyperbole, and, and you're right. We do want to build up the stars and everything. But I don't think we have to push too hard right now in this era. Right, guys? I mean, we don't have to – we don't have to – build up guys that aren't good. I mean, we're watching yeah. generational talents when you talk about Matthews and McDavid, et cetera. It's pretty cool league right now. And the playoffs are going to be nuts, right? We're going to see five or six really good teams lose in the first round. Yep. Because there's, there's, there's this is the salary cap here. There's horrible teams and there's amazing teams and there's no shortage of stars on those amazing teams. So, uh, you know, Matthews is a generational talent. We're seeing that. And it won't shock me if, you know, he ends up, you know, 55, 60 goals is sort of a norm for him, in, in, you know, in this during his prime in the next few years. That, that doesn't sound outlandish if he could stay healthy. One of the stars right now is someone uh, that was in the news the last time you and I worked together. We were on with uh, Jen Botterill, and it was Willie Nylander had just got, a, got demoted, to, uh, demoted to the third line. There was mm-hmm. much argument that day about uh, his value and what he brings. And what, what have you made of how Nylander has played since he's been publicly called out by Sheldon Keefe? He's been better. Um, and I think that's, that's probably what, you know, whether it's Leaf management or some fans in Leaf Nation and, and certainly some broadcasters, it's probably what is so confounding about the whole thing is he shows flashes of being so engaged and so skilled, and then he sort of disappears and doesn't show that on a consistent level. And I guess that's really what the difference is between the superstars in the league and some of the other guys. And I think Nylander, skill-wise, could be right there with some of those best players in the league but we don't see it night in night out the engagement right but maybe that was the wake-up call Sheldon Keith what said post game you guys were playing the comments and he really kind of singled out Willie and not nearly enough not nearly good enough uh and you know changed him up took him off sort of the the, the white collar line and put him more onto the blue collar line and said well this could be your life what are you going to do and I, I think he, I've been more impressed with him not just because of the scoring but he just seems to be at least a bit more engaged at both ends of the ice and I think that's really what Leafs management's hoping for part of your job on Hockey Night in Canada uh, West Coast Games uh, is it safe to say that uh, Calgary above everyone else and we know Edmonton's uh, coming on and uh, McDavid's doing McDavid things but Calgary, in your mind, is is the team that uh, has earned the most respect? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the Canadian, you know, chances to win a Stanley Cup this year, um, you know, Calgary and Kipper, you played on a team like this in 94 where there was a ton of skill and great players and Hall of Famers and all of that. But there was also a bunch of guys with identities on that team. I heard you talking about Noonan and Matto and guys like that, guys like yourself. You need those blue-collar guys. You need those third- and fourth-line guys not to be a liability, but also to be an asset, to grind the other team's best players and to be there on special teams and to do the things you need done. And I look at Calgary, you look at that lineup, how different does it look than the lineup that was so dependent on Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monaghan for all those years in the playoffs? It just It's different, and I know Gaudreau's having a heart-like season, but they just run so deep, right? They've added to Foley. They go get Blake Coleman. Uh, you know, they get Yarncroft. 
they've added this another layer of scoring. Guys like Mangiopani are coming up, you know, and I know he's been through a bit of a dry spell right now, but they just have so many layers uh, on balanced scoring, and they have the physicality top to bottom. I mean, that blue line is sensational, and there was so much, you know, consternation amongst Flames fans. Oh, my God, we lost our captain, Mark Giordano, and it's true. That was a big loss, but what it's done is it's allowed guys like Shillington and Rasmus Anderson to step up in that void take on some extra minutes, take on some extra responsibility. And they've been sensational. And then you throw in Markstrom into the mix. You know, he's arguably the best goalie in the Western Conference. I'm not sure there's another goalie I'd want in the playoffs in the Western Conference who I'm going to take over him. So, uh, you know, I just love that team. I think they have, they're made for the playoffs. And, and you know, Kipper, absolutely nothing but uh, respect for them. It'll be really interesting to see, you know, what they can do come playoff time. How about the other Albertan team? Just looking at the Oilers, you know, they, they've won five straight hockey games now. They seem to have found a little bit of a groove. Um, you know, McDavid and, and Drysaddle both kind of around that Hart Trophy conversation yet again. Yeah. They're probably going to get L.A. in the first round. Like, if we're looking at Canadian teams that have a, a legit chance at making noise in the postseason, it feels like they've got as good a shot as anybody. Yeah, the goaltending, though, right? I, I yeah. still, oh, my goodness. It's, you know, listen, Mike Smith, I, I did the game last night. Mike Smith was solid. He actually Big set assist. up the game. Well, you saw that pass. Huh? So that was amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's the question. Like, do you trust Koskinen? Uh, do you trust the, the health of a Mike Smith at age whatever, 40, to try and lead them through one, two, three rounds of the playoffs? That's going to be the big question mark. Um, you know, our dream scenario, obviously, would be Calgary wins the first round, Edmonton beats L.A. in the first round, and we get the Battle of Alberta yeah, yeah, yeah. in the second round. That's the dream, you know. That's when I'm doing my uh, my prayer at night. That's what I'm throwing out there. But uh, And I think it would be fun. It would be great theater, if nothing else. Uh, Edmonton, though, I, I look at them as a good team. But just like the Maple Leafs and just like a few of the other teams we're seeing, Florida, for that matter, um, there's some question marks there. And maybe they'll be answered, um, but maybe they won't. So there's still, there's still, you know, we're here in Toronto wondering about Jack Campbell or just wondering about the goaltending situation in general. You know, I think there's even bigger question marks, um, you know, maybe with the Edmonton Oilers and how their goaltending is going to survive when they've got a matchup, you know, potentially against the UC Soroses and the Jacob Markstroms and the Flurry Talbot tandems and the Darcy Kempers of the world. So it's not going to be an easy road. Uh, just briefly, you mentioned uh, the Hart MVP are 12 games here still going to help someone decide this thing? Or are you like Sammy and just, uh, I've already delivered it to uh, Austin Matthews. <laughs> Sammy's the best. Um, <laughs> I think it, listen, I think it changes. We were talking about this last night and Megan Nicholson said, I think it's, it's like such a fluid situation. It's changing every hour. And, you know, I get her point. Like Hubert or go Hubert or Hubert Doe goes out and has a five point game kipper. And suddenly it's like, Hmm, well, he's now second in the league in points, and now he's, you know, kind of on a hot roll, and Johnny Gaudreau's on a hot streak. You know, two weeks ago, everyone was like, Shesterkin, 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 and, you know, he's been, he's been pretty average the last couple of weeks. I, I think it's – I don't think we can uh, list the guy and sort of say he's – it's his and it's done. Um, I think these next 12 games might separate a few of the, the guys, including Austin Matthews, if he can hit some of these milestones, right? Like, if he hits 60 goals, something we haven't seen in, in 10 years – you know, that's another feather in his cap. So, uh, you know, McDavid's going nuts right now. What if he ends up with 130 points? That that might change the, the argument. So there's a few different milestones that could be hit in the next uh, two to three weeks. I, but to me right now, and, and the Masters is here this weekend, I'd say that the leader in the clubhouse has got to be Austin Matthews. Love it. You got any money on Tiger this weekend? Yeah. Um, I don't really like gambling, Nick. <laughs> Most likely to lose his house. Isn't that what you said, Justin? <laughs> He's voted that in his high school yearbook. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for Tiger's comeback. I mean, you guys are too, right? I mean, it's yes. such a cool story. Such a cool story. An amazing so. one. All right, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to let you go. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll book you four months from now or? Oh, Lord. Hey. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, anytime you want. All I right. appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you okay. so much. You're, you're welcome. Now, uh, is, is it uh, biceps or triceps today? What, what do you got going? <laughs> Come on, Nick. Let's get on the squat, uh, squat rack. I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. It. David the Rock Amber. <laughs> Not just buys, not just tries, not just quads. He's got oh, quinceps. So when we used to go to uh, the GM meetings at Boca and then, you know, we'd come with his knapsack and his flip-flops and then he'd 
peel the T-shirt, the boys' medium T-shirt off, <laughs> and just, and then Elliot and I would look at each other and, oh, okay, we're leaving. Just D.A. and Bergevin, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, just, benching yes. each other, yes. taking turns. Do you have gum on your shoe, you know, <laughs> which way to the beach? <laughs> just embarrassing how yeah. good he looks. He's a fit man. Not fit. right. Very Not right. Um, so I know we're going to get into this a little later, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but uh, 12 games, plenty of time here to win or lose in a major award. It is. The one thing I'll say there is, uh, you know, my I went to school for psychology. And one thing I know about the human brain is it's very hard to get people to change their minds. <laughs> people do not like to change their minds. It is like a set thing. Whatever you think first, it's almost impossible to change your mind. So, so I'm the guy that brought up, uh, you know, a potential. Could Austin Matthews one day challenge for, uh, you know, those type of numbers that Ovechkin and, and, and Gretzky have? Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's not go there. And I'm like, what, am, am I Sammy now and you're <laughs> me? Is that the tables have turned. Is that, is that what's happened the, now? You're talking me off the, the edge? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Matthew's uh, injury rate is more concerning than Ovi's, but I think his goals per game is higher than Ovi's was at his age, at his point of his career. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And, again, just watching him last night, the way he can drag the puck and hold on to it, like, you know, we've always had this, you know, we have a million uh, cliches in hockey, but... Mm-hmm. Having it on a string, mm. it, it really does like look magnetic. like that. The way he can shift the puck, change lanes, shoot it, or actually hold on to it, it it's I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. And and we know McDavid's got some quick hands too. Uh, but moving the puck laterally, both these guys, yeah. they're they're in a league of their own. When he scored his third goal in Tampa Bay, he was almost standing upright, like the way you do when you're messing around with like little kids or something like that. Like he got it and he was he was so confident, like he just stood up straight and just kind of ting, just you know, dropped it where he needed to. There's just such a confidence, but you're right, the way the puck follows him around is pretty unbelievable. But yeah, so with the heart trophy thing, I feel like it's in people's brains that it's McDavid right now. And so or sorry, that it's uh, Matthews right now. And so someone's going to have to do something substantial. You know, like McDavid's going to have to go on a 12 games, 30-point run. Or Shesterkin's got to have five shutouts. Or, you know, something has to happen to take it away from Matthews, just based on how the human brain works. He's That's still, my thought. He's, he's, every, every game, he's just, he's, he still gets tremendous looks. Yeah, just chances after and chances. whether it was Bobrovsky or, or Knight, I mean, there, there's still signs of great saves as Jack... Yeah. made last night too all these guys they're talented guys for whatever reason they you know they can let a stinker in but it is it's not out of the the realm to think that this guy could one day score a goal a game like he could get yeah. into the you know and if by chance he gets really lucky i mean could he challenge one day i don't know uh for Gretzky's single season record of 92. Well, it's the 47 and 47 that make people go like this. This 92 of, is so sick. It's it is. so sick. But it, <laughs> oh my it god! <laughs> but it, it, and a lot of things have to go right. But you know, if if he just went out there and and just said, "I'm I'm going to do it," uh, and uh, you, you're going to give up different looks. I'm not sure. Marner and Bunting or whoever you're playing with would really Love look it. forward to that. You know, because he's going to be pumping eight or ten shots a game. Yeah. But, I mean, this guy gets constant looks every game that could be the difference between a zero or or three every night. What has to happen is the game has to change to where there's just more offense. Because when Gretzky scored 92, there was something like eight goals per game on average. And then for years here, there's been five goals per game I know, and but change. Then, but then they started changing the rules. I'm saying it's going back that right? way. Of course it is. So It's been steered this way by the league. Yeah. So it's back up. Now it's over six goals per game. If it keeps going this way, right as Matthews kind of peaks, yeah, I mean, 60 is possible this year. It's not impossible to see 70 next year. And, and if it became a focus and, you know, you're right. If he's healthy, played 82 games. 
I'm not saying it's 100% impossible. I'll change a few more rules. I'm sure we'll have soccer nets by the <laughs> end of the decade. Just angled posts to <laughs> kick everything in. All right, we'll get Brad May's thoughts on that and uh, a ton more. We haven't had Mayday on for a while, have we? When was the last time we had him on? He was, like, getting a COVID test during our interview. We've had him on once since Was then. Mayday the, the quote, well, it's not good? Was that how? That's my favorite drop of ours, I think. No, no, he has. He had a better one. Oh, he said he I'd fight, fight my mom to win another Stanley Cup. <laughs> I'd, I'd fight my mom. I'd fight my mom to win another Stanley Cup. All right. I think he'd win. No offense to Mrs. May. Oh my well, it's God. not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to May Day after the break. All right. Listening and watching on our YouTube channel, Real Kipper and Born, after the break.